0: Oh, thank you all for tuning in to the 284th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google podcasts, IR Radio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. I'm going to have a special podcast, do a back-to-back podcast. I'm going to have Kenny Simon, scouting expert for 247 Sports, and we are going to do our own our own NFL mock draft, uh, as I've been doing and as I've been saying in the last couple of podcasts. We're going to timestamp this, so if your team. Uh, is picking like from 1 to 7, uh, 7 to 12, and you can all look in the description and I'll have all that time stamped. Uh, you can kind of see which variants your team is picking. If you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, this is going to be about a little under an hour, so uh, pretty easy and solid listen. Also, I want to say this. Uh, this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you. Subscribe and follow. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family on Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Daryl Lane. Follow my follow me on Twitter, at nitrate underscore Lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, leave a five-star review. And for some odd reason, if you don't have anything nice to say, then take a page from what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Me and Kenny summer are going to do our 2021 NFL Mock Draft. Cut of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. with barbershop sports talk and we have kenny sim with us scouting expert for 247 sports and the time is here the eve of the draft the 2021 nfl draft we are going to be doing a mock draft going through the 32 teams in the nfl seeing who they pick kenny's gonna start it off with jacksonville we're gonna do evens odds also just so everybody knows kenny is going to get pick um 25 and 26. I'm going to get picked 27 and 28. But how are you doing, Kenny?
1: Good, man. We're just closing on, closing on to the draft in a couple of days now. We're getting down to the last few hours.
0: Yes, we are. It is. It's like Christmas, man. It's like Christmas.
1: Yeah, and really it's, and, and really it's a chance for these teams to really... You know, just replenish the talent pool, fix a few needs, um, going off best available because your needs today are not your needs tomorrow. And, you know, for all competent organizations, the draft is one of the team. You, you, you know, to keep and retain your talent in four years, a lot of times you drafted those guys. Um, you know, maybe you strike gold like the Seahawks did with with Sherman and Chancellor and Bobby Wagner, stuff like that. You know, teams that are up against the salary cap, like the Rams, this is their chance to get some cost-effective players. Um, so, so it's a big day. It's a big day for a lot of a lot of teams.
0: So, Kenny, I will give you um, the first pick. What do you got for us?
1: Okay, so I'll be doing the odds then. So, first pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Take a look at Trevor Lawrence, top top quarterback I've graded ever. Um, you know, you, I mean, you got a, a college football Hall of Fame coach who came out of retirement specifically to coach Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, think he's, I think he's the safe pick here. He's been... He's probably been the number 1 pick in this draft for about the last 3 years now, so Trevor Lawrence.
0: Really quickly, when you say he's the best quarterback you've ever graded, but does that mean he's ahead of any guys like Andrew Luck?
1: Yeah, so 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 he's going to be about a, 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 just, just a notch below Andrew Luck just because there there is a couple of things on tape that needs to work on. You know the deep ball accuracy it is not as good as justin fields uh but it, it's you know i don't want to keep doing this every year and moving somebody up even more and more but 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 i am going to put andrew luck as the as the benchmark player uh he, he was he was really good back in the day and, and a lot of people don't know or don't talk about ever that that andrew luck was also a mobile quarterback too um so uh I misspoke. I'm going to have Luck as the top guy upgraded ever, and then Lawrence at number two, though.
0: And he was a thick dude. He was kind of built similarly to a Cam Newton kind of, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was almost. Yeah, he was about just as big as Cam, if not bigger. Yeah,
0: and I think his forties were comparable to Cam.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, you know, I think he ran a like a four six. I think he was right there. I don't know if Cam ran a forty or not, but but he was, you know. Step by step
0: with uh, Cam. So for me, I'm going to go with no surprise here Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Uh, obviously, first of all, uh, the Jets, they're moving on for the Sam Darnold era. I think they want a fresh face. Zach Wilson, he's young, he's flashy, he's exciting, he plays a reckless style that kind of reminds people of Patrick Mahomes, that's what they can sell the fan base on. Uh, also, uh, Matt LaFleur's younger brother will be the officer coordinator. Uh, what type of offense the Matt, Matt LaFleur run it's kind of an off of the you know, the Pat the Aaron Rodgers the, the, Those type of offenses those those zone schemes that I think will fit a mobile quarterback like Zach Wilson So I'm gonna go with Zach Wilson at pick number two
1: Okay So I'll be third now so on the on the three line um, For for the Niners which I think they'll ultimately end up doing I'm going to go Trey Lance of North Dakota state and and I think they're deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I I do think ultimately they they they're going to go with Trey Lance just because of what he does under center, what he could do in the quarterback run game and just just the traits. Um so so he's got the traits. Uh, I think he's got the arm talent. The upside and the the mobility over Mac Jones. And I think with Kyle Shanahan, he could coach a lot of different players. But I think um, having that running ability, which he had with RG3, but also that higher-end talent um, and that ceiling, I think is ultimately going to be the decider um, and You know, I'm still a little surprised that they would trade three first-round picks to move up to three to take Mac Jones. Uh, When that happened originally, I thought he was going to go for just a highly touted, talented quarterback with running and passing like a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think um, ultimately what you're going to see is Trey Lance here at number three for the
0: 49ers. So for me at number four, oh my God, decisions, decisions, I'm going to, uh, this will be a good time to trade down now, uh, but we can't do that, right, Kenny? So I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts, tightened out of Florida at number four. Uh, you have Julio Jones, you have Kelvin Ridley. Why not give Matt Ryan, they restructured his contract, then give Matt Ryan a couple more years. Why not give him an all-pro tight end, a guy that has all-pro potential? So then you're running out with your receiving options, your weapons. you have have Julio Jones, Hall of Famer, Calvin Ridley, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, some might argue top five. And you have Kyle Pitts, who I think both of us believe is going to be the future of the tight end position in a couple of years. So weapons galore for Matt Ryan at pick number four.
1: Okay, and pick number five for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think for the Cincinnati Bengals, you take a look at their team, and I think the debate here is... is is How do you break up getting a weapon versus getting a tackle? And whether you want to do that first round or second round or vice versa. So I'm going to go with somebody that was projected early to go to Cincinnati. And that's Penny Sewell. Some say he's the top offensive tackle in the class out of Oregon. He was an opt-out. Penny Sewell only about 20 and a half years old. So he could be up for a second contract. And he'll be 24, 25, right in the prime. I think Cincinnati, the best play here is to go with offensive line at pick five and then go with a receiver in round two. I think that's a better value for them versus saying like a Jamar Chase, Liam Eichenberg. I think it's better for them to go Penny Sewell and then you get a wide receiver in round two, early round two, like Rashard Bateman, um, you know, Kadarius Toney, whomever. But for for, for an offensive line, it's really important not to have the weak link um, that, you know, it's where's Waldo. You just find the weak link. Cincinnati has a lot of weak links. they got to continue to shore it up for Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go Penny Sewell here at offensive tackle.
0: And Joe, and Joe Burrow got hit a lot. So, you know, I just stop your quarterback from getting hit. You give give you give him an all-pro franchise altering left tackle, a guy who can move his feet and protect the quarterback. Uh, so for at pick number six, Miami Dolphins as much as I would like to ruin the Miami Dolphins draft why not give them Trey Lance and just mess him up because they're the AFC rival of the Buffalo Bills but no I will not do that I'll be responsible Kenny I'm going to go with Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. They drafted Tua last year in the top five, so give Tua the best chance to succeed. Give him a guy I believe is my wide receiver number one. He's physically imposing. I think while Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith are smaller guys, J- Jamar Chase is physically thicker. I think we both stated he might be a better athlete than both of them. I think he's ready to go right away, even though he missed a year, but I think they can get him back up to football shape and football speed uh, with the program they're running in Miami, and I think he's going to give Tua a good target.
1: Okay. Yeah, pick seven for the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are one of the worst rosters in football, and it doesn't help that I think they have the second-fewest picks in this draft. They only have six picks. Uh, This is definitely a possible trade-down scenario. But if they they stay at seven, you pick and stick, I think they're going to go here with wide receiver Devontae Smith. You take a look at their team currently. I think their top two wide receivers is Tyrell Williams. They picked up. And Quintez Cephas, um, you know, they lost Kenny Galladay. I think here they go top player on their board, and I think this might be the top player on their board. Devontae Smith, you know, signs of Marvin Harrison, Torrey Holt give Jared Goff a weapon to work off of. Uh, this guy could play inside, outside. he get the ball and easy passes, beat press man coverage. You add all that up, uh, I think the Detroit Lions, you know, knowing that they have Taylor Decker at left tackle, they got a quarterback for now. Uh, I think, you know, they 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 go with, you know, the top guy on their board in a wide receiver heavy draft and go with Devontae Smith.
0: So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then come kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm gonna give my pick for number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Kind up of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Just one of the time. To feel like a oh, we're back. we're back with our sports talk. We still have Kenny Sim with us, scouting expert for 247 Sports. We just did the mock draft, one through seven picks in the NFL draft, and now we're going to uh, continue doing this, and we're going to start with number eight, and it's going to be me. So the Carolina Panthers on the clock at number eight. I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle. Out of Northwestern, he's a guy you're high on. He's a guy I'm not as high on, but I did tell you this, Kenny. Pro Bowl tackle, all pro guard. That's good versatility. He's a guy that, to me, has no chance of busting. He's going to be a good player. He's going to be somebody that yeah, for 10 years. He's going to be a solid foundation for Matt Rule and this Carolina Panthers program for years to come also. uh, They just traded for Sam Darnold, I think, all likelihood after the draft. They're probably going to pick up his fifth-year option, I think. Uh, So you know what you got to do? Give Sam Darnold the best chance to succeed. He's going to have weapons. Give him some protection. Help him run the ball. Also, Christian McCaffrey, your top running back, open have a guy that can open up some holes. Rashawn Slater's great in the run game, so Christian McCaffrey can have even more space, and we know what Christian McCaffrey does in space. Uh, perfect move for the Carolina Panthers.
1: Okay. Okay, that's good. That's a good pick right there. Yeah, he had my tough ta- tackle. All right, pick number nine for the Denver... Broncos and and, and since there's no trade up and no trade down, and, and the way you do these mock drafts, Daryl, it's hard because once one thing happens, that's like sending off waves for several other teams. But the way the board is shaking out for Denver, they got two quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, on the board at number nine. So they don't have to move up. They get their pick. Uh, I look at this team. They got a lot of talent. Got a lot of talent at wide receiver. Got a lot of talent with Noah Fant, offensive line, all pro, Garrett Bowles. They are missing a quarterback. And I think new general Manzer comes in, George Payton calling the shots. Um, eventually, you're going to want to get his quarterback. So, so I think they stay right here, and they take Justin Fields out of Ohio State. And, and I think this really falls into their lap nicely. And you add – Justin Fields, my second-rated quarterback, you get the run option, you get the pass option. I think he's played, he's got a good amount of starts for two years, fought through some adversity throughout his career, Uh, but looking at Denver, one of those teams, they need to get their long-term answer at quarterback,
0: and they're able to do that here with Justin Fields. So if they do this, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, that means the Drew Lock era is officially done.
1: I would say so especially when you
0: take a quarterback to the top 10 like that so for me i'm gonna have pick number 10 i'm gonna have the dallas cowboys and jerry jones kenny cd lamb getting an offensive weapon how about they get Jalen waddle isn't that such a Jalen? isn't that such a jerry jones move hey let's get Jalen waddle that's funny he played for alabama they were on tv a lot let's do that oh jerry jones so here's what i'm gonna do jerry jones hopefully is Son Steven and the Cowboys brass, they get to Jaron. and they're like, no, let's not go for all the weapons, Dad. Let's go defense. Let's go cornerback. Let's get the safest pick at the cornerback position, Patrick Sertan, out of Alabama. He can play zone. He can play man. Uh, He has a very high floor. There's no, to me, there's no chance he busts. He's ready to go. NFL ready right away. When I mentioned Rashawn Slater, Pro Bowl tackle, all pro uh, guard, I think, Uh, Patrick Sertan is similar Uh, Pro Bowl corner, all pro safety I think he has some great value with that Versatile, you can do a lot of different things with him And I think he's going to come in His father played in the NFL, he's going to be a leader He's going to be somebody who's ready to go And go with the best in the NFC East right away Okay
1: Okay, so for the New York Giants here The New York Giants come in um, You know, they Might want to fortify Their offensive line They did a lot in free agency, getting a Kenny Galladay, still adding another weapon maybe for Daniel Jones. Pass rusher comes into play. They got Leonard Williams uh, and and Dexter Lawrence on the interior, but here um, looking at the background of Joe Judge, background with Alabama, uh, I think here they're going to go with Jalen Waddle. I think they do get a wide receiver here. I give them Jalen Waddle, the third receiver off the board. You get a guy that could. He beats beat you at all three levels, most yards after the catch. You put him opposite Kenny Galladay. You had Saquon Barkley coming back, Evan Ingram. Um, it, it now becomes a, an offense that has some weapons now and, and, and puts some scare in the guys. So I'm going to give them Jalen Waddle here. And I think if one of the Alabama receivers are on the board for the Giants, it becomes very tantalizing for them to take one of them. I give them Jalen Waddle.
0: That's interesting. Why, why, why do you think they have the Giants? Why, why, why do you think Joe Judge and these guys are in infatuation with the Alabama guys? Quickly.
1: Yeah. So Joe Judge, uh, Joe, Joe Judge actually coached at, at, at Alabama. Um, he coached back in I think 2013-2014 as the special teams coach for Nick Saban. Then he went to the Patriots. So he has that Alabama background um, of, of working with Nick Saban. So I think he'd be able to kick his brain of his former boss and, and get a good understanding of these guys, get a good understanding of guys in the SEC. Last year, they had every tackle in the game up for grabs to take, and they ended up going with Andrew Thomas. But but I think they kind of stick in the SEC, kind of go back to Joe Judge's roots when he was a assistant coach at Alabama.
0: Okay. And, Kenny, I'm so mad at you because I would have used that pick for the Eagles. I would have ga- reunited Jalen Hurts with one of his former guys in Alabama. But... We have to think on the fly. So with the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to go with J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. He's your number two corner. He's my number four corner. But I think this is a move that the Eagles would do. I think they're kind of going towards that Seattle scheme more uh, where they're going to play more zone. They're going to want a physical guy. On the outside, obviously the Cowboys, you know, they're going corner, right? Patrick Sertan, to have him match up with some of the wide receivers in the NFC East, I think you're going to need the same thing for Philadelphia. J.C. Horn, he's another guy. Father played in the NFL. He's been there. He believes he's on that level. He's a guy with the confidence. If you saw him and Kyle Pitts play when South Carolina played Florida, we were both high on Kyle Pitts. He battled with Kyle Pitts. This dude is as tough as they come. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to match up with bigger players, and I think he's going to be great for some NFC East football.
1: Yeah, he's a good player, it's inter- and it's interesting. they got uh, three NFC East teams go back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Um, 13 for the Chargers. Tom Telesco at the helm, first-year coach. Brandon John
0: Carroll Davis. alum, by the way. Both yeah. John Carroll, affiliated with John Carroll.
1: Exactly, both of them. So, you know, they're looking at always repairing an offensive line that seems to be devastated by injuries, guys coming in and out. Uh, they lost Russell Okun a few years ago. Also, defense is not as good as you would think. Just with Bosa and Durant James, they need some help there. But with both the top two corners off the board, I think they go back to offensive line, get some protection for Justin Herbert, fortify that line that they really haven't put a lot of early draft capital resources into so i'm gonna give them here fellow la kid elijah vera tucker he could play left tackle 32 and a quarter inch arms probably gonna be an all-pro guard you can kick him inside regardless you put this guy on the offensive line he could start anywhere you want minus center so i think they get an instant starter at pick 13 with elijah vera tucker
0: so for me next, I'm going to have the Minnesota Vikings at pick 14. I'm going to go off into line as well. I'm going to go with uh, Christian Dariushaw out of Virginia Tech. He's somebody I'm not too high on. You're a lot higher on him than me, Kenny. But he has all the physical tools. You mentioned the arm length before. Uh, I think he's a guy that they're going to be. I don't know how well he's going to be able to play right away. But, you know, some people questioned. uh I'm forgetting. Tristan Worf NFL uh, ability right away they questioned his feet movement and stuff like that and it turns out he has the strength he had the athletic ability and he had the anchor to be able to be successful in his rookie year maybe uh, Christian Dershaw can do the same thing so I'm going to go with that uh, the Minnesota Vikings they're going to need to protect Kirk Cousins so he can deliver the ball down the field to guys like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson so Christian Dershaw at Virginia Tech pick number 14
1: yeah, I think they go somewhere on the trenches on both offensive and defensive line. They need help at, left, uh, at, at, at offensive line, uh, regardless. Uh, 15, the new England Patriots. Uh, you know, you work through all these different permutations and stuff of this draft, the way this board shakes out uh, the last of the top five quarterbacks, Mac Jones is on the board Who is linked to New England. I don't know if New England wants to move up in the draft ever to get their quarterback, but I think they take Mac Jones here the way this board shakes out, and a team that they're kind of linked by. Got a got an Alabama-Bill Belichick connection. You get Mac Jones, who's who's got a high floor. Uh, he's a really smart, heady player. I think that's something that plays well with, with Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Give him a chance if he needs uh, to sit for a couple of games with Cam Newton. But ultimately, they're one of the few teams in the AFC that does not have their long-term answer at quarterback. They're going to need to find one eventually. Um, so I think here would be a good spot, the way this shakes out to go Mac Jones. And I think if Mac Jones goes to the Patriots, that's a good spot for Mac Jones. Pocket passer, worked through a lot of different tight ends, a lot of different shifts in motion, similar pro-style offense to what he did at Alabama to New England. This is a good fit for Mac Jones, too. So I'm going to have Jones off the board as the fifth quarterback, and we have five quarterbacks off the board in the top 15.
0: And who will people compare Mac Jones to? Tom Brady a little bit. You, you've heard yep. some of those comparisons, particularly the feet in the pocket and just the consistent throwing motion. So uh, I think that's a good pick by you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break, and then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back it's our sports. I wish we'd have Kenny Sim with us as we are continuing our mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft that will be held on Thursday in Kenny City. Am I adopted on Cleveland? So, with the 16th pick in the NFL draft, I'm going to have the Arizona Cardinals and I'm going to have them select. Help that defense out. They're a team that loves speed, right? I'm going to give them Jalen Phillips' defensive end out of Miami. I think they, they already have their linebacker. And Isaiah Simmons, give them another edge. You're going to have Chandler Jones, Jalen Phillips coming off the edge. Move J.J. Watt inside. You know, you're having some, a lot of speed, athleticism, which you're going to need when you face teams like the Shanahan offense, the McVeigh offense. Uh, when you f- have, need to have guys that can run down a Russell Wilson in the NFC West. So I think this is great. Also, particularly given how high-powered Arizona's offense is you're going to have to lead a lot. And then what are you going to You're going to need guys like Jalen Phillips who can get after and rush the passer. And also, having a defensive line with mates like J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. They're guys that are going to be able to show him the ropes, help him develop quickly. And he's going to get a lot of single uh, looks. And a lot of protections aren't going to be slid-torn. So I, so I think that's going to help him in terms of being a pass rusher. we could see a big 10-sack the possibly Defensive Player of the Year-type uh, season from Jalen Phillips.
1: Nice. Nice. So I'm going to have the uh, Raiders here at pick 17. Raiders here with an interesting offseason. It kind of mysteriously let two two really good starters go on the offensive line, uh, Trenton Brown and Robin Hudson. Uh, but, but here, looking at the background of what John Gruden and Mike Nayak have done with with guys at big programs that have had success, I'm going to give them what, you know, based on tape, a lot of people have as a top 10 player, I'm going to give them Micah Parsons, the linebacker of uh, Penn State. Micah Parsons, in terms of talent, top 10 player, uh, opted out, but he was All-American as a sophomore, you put him at linebacker, you have him run and hunt, he could you could rush from the linebacker spot. This is a defense that that really caused the Raiders to lose a lot of games last year. They fired the defensive coordinator. I think they got to try to go with best defensive player possible here. And at this point, uh, some some might have Michael Parsons as the top defensive player in this draft. So, you know, I'm going to give them Parsons here, and I and I think that would be a a, a really good pick here for the uh, Vegas Raiders.
0: And I think he's a little bit of a maverick, too. I mean, I feel like this is a very John Gruden move, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a guy that, you know, goes for talent over character sometimes. <laughs> but Marquise Hurst, Arden Key over the years. So they kind of put that, uh, the, the, the character checkbox, kind of move that down their priorities when looking at players, it seems to be.
0: So for me, I'm going to have the Miami Dolphins at pick 18, uh, obviously, their tackle situation didn't work out last year, so let's try another tackle. A guy I'm really high on, who is my number two graded off at the tackle. He was in my top ten of overall prospects, and he's still on the board. Alex Leatherwood off the tackle out of Alabama. Also, Brian Flores. He's from New England. Who does New England have a connection with? Uh, Nick Saban also, Tua Loa you know, who can protect him? A guy that protected his blind side at Alabama a couple of years ago. I think he's a physically dominating player. He's going to be able to help in the run game instantly. You can bring him along slowly uh, in the pass game. And I don't think Miami's, that. that's not what they're going to try to do. I think they're going to try to run the ball, do a lot of play action, help Tua out that way. So I think Leatherwood would be perfect for that. All right,
1: so next up is uh, Washington football team at 19, and and you take a look at what football team did this off season. They get Ryan Tannehill. They signed Curtis Samuel. Terry McLaurin already had a top five defense. Um, but 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 here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them a a weapon on offense to continue to work with. I'm going to give them, I think the top slot receiver in this draft, Elijah Moore, uh, wide receiver. Out of old mess. I think there's potential for him to slip into round one. But you got Terry McLaurin, really good player. Curtis Samuel could stretch it down the field. Now you add Elijah Moore in that mix. That's a lot of speed at wide receiver. You got Gibson. You got Logan Thomas. You, you, you strengthen that offense with, Ryan, with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now those weapons are looking kind of scary to already go with a really good defense. So now you get more pop. In this Washington offense here, um, Elijah Moore really has been consistent throughout this whole draft process. Ran a four three five productive college uh, season last year. Um, I think I think he'd be a good pick, and I think he ends up finding a way to go round one, regardless. Though, but I'm going to give them the football team at 19.
0: I like the pick of uh, Elijah Moore. I think I think it's a very uh, very solid pick, and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like they're going to go with him. Uh, give him a slobber. Steven. Also, their offense was bad last year. At points, right? Like, like remember, yep. hey? like their offense was offense was bad. Give him a reliable guy. Also, you can be creative. You can line him up in the backfield. He has really good vision. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can do with a a player like that. So, for me, what I'm going to do uh, with my next pick and um, the Chicago Bears. I'm going to go with another weapon, Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. He's kind of like a baby Justin Jefferson. He's tall. He's kind of lanky. He can make big-time catches down the field, Uh, particularly in the middle of the field. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's a solid route runner. He has some explosion. He has some speed. Uh, also, I, I I think he's a guy that we never got to see what he can fully do because he's played behind the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chases. But I think he's a guy who could have a very good rookie year. Uh, so have him in Chicago.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got a he's, he's got a a medical with a foot, but but if it's if it's cleared, I think he has a chance to be a really big sleeper in this draft. He runs extremely well, and he's got the size that someone like those top three receivers, teammate Jamar Chase does not have. He's 6'2", 205. Next up, Indianapolis Colts at, 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 at pick 21. They love to strengthen the trenches both offensively and defensively. Um, always a potential for a trade down with Chris Ballard with all the success they've had with round two players. I think they stick and pick here at 21, and I'm going to go with them getting a, a, a blind side protector for, for, for Carson Wentz Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins left tackle for Oklahoma State. Like I said, they, 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 they got a hole with Costanza retiring. But now you got first-round pick Ryan Kelly, Quinton Nelson, Tevin Jenkins. That's three rounders on the offensive line. Tevin Jenkins definitely, definitely brings that attitude. He, he plays nasty, puts guys on the ground. He's going to give them an attitude with Quinton Nelson. So whether you have him in it at at, at guard or whether you have him at tackle, you get a very physical offensive line. This is a Colts team that does like to run the ball. But you put Jenkins in there with Nelson, that's, that's challenging the NFL for maybe the best offensive line in football. And I think if you have one of the best offensive lines in football, that's going to put your offense up for a lot of success, a lot of team success. So, so Kevin Jenkins here. I think Colts go offensive line regardless of how the board shakes out at 21.
0: So, for me, I pick 22. I'm um, going to be the Tennessee Titans. Their defense was awful last year. The past defense was awful. So, let's bring in a guy at corner. And also, let's bring in a guy at corner with upper end potential. The slide for Caleb Farley starts, stops. I'm going to go with Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. He's a guy that has all the physical tools. I've heard people compare him to Jalen Ramsey. Uh, He has all the athleticism. He has the size, the speed, the twitchiness, the athleticism. I know he has a back injury, but this is kind of a little later in the first round. We can take chances on guys like this. The talent is undeniable, and if it works... Then you're going to have a top five corner in the NFL, an All Pro caliber corner in the NFL, and honestly, Kenny, you don't get guys like this later in the first round a lot of the times with this type of physical ability. So I'm going to go with Caleb Farley. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a good pick. And there's been uh, they've they've had some leaks out of Tennessee over the years, and and I did hear a little birdie that they were very interested in Caleb Farley. So so this might actually be the pick and stop his fall, which was due to injury. Pick 23, the Jets are up again. I think this is a chance for the Jets to continue to get high-end talent in the first round at premium positions. You take a look at the Jets, other than left tackle, they need everything. Um, so so I'm going to go to what I think is the next most important position, other than quarterback, edge rusher. Uh, they, they don't have an edge rusher right now. Um, at this point, potentially, the top guy on the board, I think, is Aziz Ojalari. Eight and a half sacks from Georgia, really high pass rush productivity, win rate, long arms over thirty-four inches. Aziz Ojolari at, at edge rusher, Zach Wilson at quarterback. They go quarterback edge, and they continue to really build up this team here. So, like, you know, I think this is a chance for the for the uh, Jets to go edge. Joe uh, Joe Douglas likes to build along both lines, give them a defensive
0: lineman here. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break and then get them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to make my pick at 24 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Kenny Sim with us as we are doing the mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft. I'm on the clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick number 24, and I'm going to go offensive line. One of the most NFL ready prospects in this draft, in my opinion, a guy that's ready to go right away. Landon Dickerson. Interior lineman out of Alabama, he can play center, he can play guard Pittsburgh. They're a team that they were awful in the run game, out up the run game. Get the big uglies inside, guys that can blow people off the ball and move you off the ball. He's a guy that's going to be ready to go right away and be a leader of that offensive line. And a, a classic Pittsburgh Steeler guy. When you think of Landon Dickerson, you kind of think of a Pittsburgh Steeler, offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, definitely fits that mold. Big school guy uh, that, that Pittsburgh likes to take. All right, so we're... so. The way it shakes out, I'm going to do the next two, uh, Daryl. So, at at 25 for the Jaguars, um, after getting Trevor Lawrence, I think they go back to the defensive side of the football here. <clears throat> so, in this spot, I'm going to give them Trayvon Morey. the safety slash nickel corner out of TCU. I think he's a guy that could play nickel. He could play safety. He could play the post. Could play that single high. I think the NFL is a lot higher on him than maybe maybe the outsiders, maybe you know the draft pundits. But having that type of versatility big, having that safety in the back end patrolling everything, this is a guy that I do think is going to be the lone safety to go off the board in round one. Jacksonville has been linked to him. I think they pulled the trigger here and go Trayvon Morris here at safety. Then coming back um, with 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 the Cleveland Browns, my Cleveland Browns. So so at pick twenty six too. You know, looking at defense, looking at linebacker, looking at corner. They got one one somewhat uh, a possible hole. At corner opposite Denzel Water, 3D Williams, a little banged up. So, so here I'm going to go with the fourth corner uh, taking this draft. I'm going to give them Northwestern safety, Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom, all Big Ten, really good pro day. You know, this is not your dad's Northwestern. It's a really athletic player. Only gave up a uh, quarterback rating of 15 and one pass completion over 10 yards. But, um, he does have a little bit of injury history as well, but I think of the top four corners, I think there is somewhat of a drop off after that. And I think Newsome is the last of those top four to go. Uh good player that 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 I'm high on. So I'm gonna give the Browns uh Newsom out of Northwestern.
0: And long, kinda lengthy lengthy, mm-hmm. how, how we talk about the Seattle scheme, he kinda fits that, right? You know, a guy who can use his length, a guy who's a good tackler, a guy who can play in kind of that zone scheme when they, you know, let the front four do their thing. So I like the pick. So I'm going to have the next two picks at 27-28. At number 27, I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens. Really tough deciding who to get. I'm going to go with a guy who's tough, who's physical, who's powerful, who's athletic. I'm going to go with Kawiti Pay out of Michigan. Um strong I think he's a guy that has versatility I think you can even line him up at nose sometimes even not only he won't do that for all game because he's 270 pounds but he can play end I think he can play in a little bit in a 3-4 scheme I think he can gap control I think he can play outside linebacker I think he's a guy that can do a, a variety of different things he's physical I think he's going to be really really good against the run I think he's just a guy that reminds me of a Raven like he's a man like that's what you think about with Baltimore Ravens you think of tough Physical football, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, that's kind of what thats kind of the mystique that guys like Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed have left, and I think Cody Pay fits that.
1: Nice, you got a good story too. You know, he came over. He, he came over from a, a war-torn country in Africa. Uh, I don't know the name of the high school. He went to a private high school um, in in Rhode Island, and, and, and Michigan found him. Uh, it's a good. It's a good story, and he's, he's one of the most athletic edge players in this draft too. Okay, so, so you're up again at twenty-eight.
0: So next for me, decisions, decisions, decisions. You know, who I think I'm going to go with Kenny. I'm going to go with our guy, Joe Jeremiah Wusa koromoa think I'm thinking I'm going to go with him in linebacker. Uh, best player on the board to me. Uh, versatility you can play him at safety you can play him at linebacker a uh, little bit of slot corner I think he's gonna be great for Sean Payton in this defense I think he's gonna be able to do a lot of things and contribute at a high level in a high level almost probably a Pro Bowl level Right away for the New Orleans Saints
1: Okay, and you take a look at him he, he, he could play a lot of different spots he could play linebacker weak side linebacker safety nickel Just a missile too. That's a definitely a a, a good term for him. He's 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 a missile when you watch him play and find and hunt football. So at uh at twenty nine with the Green Bay Packers here, you know they could use some help at linebacker. They could use another receiver. Uh, Looking at the Packers though, you know I think they might have understood last year. They 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 made a really big mistake taking Jordan Love and really, you know making. Aaron Rodgers kind of angry. So here I'm going to give them a receiver, and I think this is going to be the first receiver they take in the first round since uh, Javon Walker out of Florida State in 2002. This will be potentially just the second uh, first-round pick Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown to. So I'm going to give them Rashard Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Rashard Bateman had a really good year as a junior, one of the top receivers in the country. Big Ten only played a limited amount of games. Minnesota missed a few. He actually got COVID, lost a lot of weight. He had to work to get it back. Opted in, opted out, opted back in. Um, Kind of a a year last year, as as, uh, last year's most recent season, kind of just scratched off. It's just a tough year. Uh, But Rashard Bateman came in about 190 pounds, four three seven. Really big test radius, really good around the red zone. I think getting Aaron Rodgers that weapon not only does it make him happy, but but seeing a lot of one on one opposite Devontae Adams, you add Adams and Bateman, that's now a pretty good duo that Aaron Rodgers has to work with. Try to get the Packers back to that Super Bowl before he retires. Big old receiver here for Rashad Bateman.
0: So for me at pick twenty nine, I'm gonna have Not pick 29, excuse me. I'm not having pick 29, I have pick 30. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia with the 30th overall pick. We're going to select Jason Oway, defensive end out of Penn State. He's a guy with burst, speed, athleticism. He has those traits. I know you love Kenny. Uh, he had zero sacks, but he's always around the quarterback, forces the quarterback to move off his spots. He can play stand-up linebacker in a 3-4. He can play 4-3 linebacker with his hand on the dirt. Uh, you continue to develop him, continue to develop those pass rush moves. I know that's what Sean McDermott and company will do in Buffalo. It's a great place to develop, especially on the defense side of the ball. A young, raw, strong guy that has some talent and has shown great ability already. I think the sky's the limit for him in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great pick, too. You take a look at Bill's roster, one of the best rosters in the league. Get a guy that's raw. You don't need to depend on this first-round pick in year one. You can work them along, but a guy with a really big upside. So next for the Baltimore Ravens. And remember, the Baltimore Ravens moved to the 31 spot, trading Orlando Brown. So so the first pick they had was Quiddy Pay. you gave them. I'm looking at them. Uh, they got a strong defensive line. Uh, they've always been linked to uh, defensive uh, or, or the Alabama defenders, like a, like a far more. But, but but they got a good defensive line. They address pass rusher. I think they get a guy that can kind of do both: play linebacker, play defensive end. Zaven Collins out of Tulsa in that three four. He could play opposite Patrick Queen. He could also go down inside the box as a nine technique defensive end, rush the passer with Quiddy Page, Zayden Collins. Uh, uh, Campbell, That's a really good front seven. They retool some guys that they lost in the offseason on that front seven, but they retooled that front seven now, and now they have three first-round picks in the last two years on that front seven. Uh, just continuing the tradition that they have as one of the best defenses in football. I'm going to give them Zayvon Collins, who can do multiple things, and I think we Don Wink Martindale really likes that, so I'm going to give them a linebacker here.
0: And for the last pick of the 2021 NFL Draft first round, Mr. Irrelevant for the first round, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne out of Clemson, running back. Both are running back twos. The reason I'm going to have him ahead of. Nauseous. I think he kind of fits more what Tampa needs. I think he's going to be that speed guy. He's going to be great out of the backfield. I think he's going to be an Alvin Kamara type. Uh, you're just going to be able to let him roam and get all these one on one mismatches because people are going to be too focused on the guys, the Chris Godwins, the Rob Gronkowskis, the Mike Evans of the world. And I think he's going to be great. I think you can work him along. I think you can have Ronald Jones be the starter and slowly work ETN to going. And then you get ETN going. And then by midseason, we're going to see him looking like a true number one running back in the league. And I think the guy's looking for him in Tampa Bay. I think I think they'll do a great job of utilizing them. You know, Brady loves short passes out of the backfield, going to the running backs all the way back to New England. So I think this is great.
1: Yeah, I think they end up going offense at some point to really continue to build on that already potent offense. And ETM be a really good complement with Fournette there. And then to recap, so... This class was really good at quarterback and wide receiver. We ended up having 20 20 offensive players off the board, 12 on defense. So 20 offensive players, only one defensive player taking the top 10. That was uh, Shirtane.
0: And he was at 10.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, at, at, at 10. And then for the first time since 2012 in the top 15 picks, there was no edge rushers off the board. Uh, the first one was Jalen Phillips at 16 and and uh, so so, you know that's something that we had talked about where this edge rusher class maybe not a top 10 player but you could have several go off the board between 15 and that back half of the second round yeah. and, and, then and kind of close that up with maybe a defensive run potentially at the back end with Cleveland, Baltimore uh, Buffalo
0: and there's a lot of good offensive linemen that we didn't talk about uh, that weren't drafted in our mock also mm-hmm. Guys, I'm thinking of a guy I was really high on again. My third cornerback, Tyson Campbell, wasn't drafted. Uh, Jow, Jeremiah Wusakarma, he he made a he he made a slide. He slid.
1: He's yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see where he goes too. It, it it is. I think you know he could he could go as high as thirteen to to the Chargers. That that weapon for Brandon Staley, and I think he could slide down to Buffalo potentially but i think he goes round one
0: i completely agree with you there and five quarterbacks taken five quarterbacks
1: yeah that that that's a that's a, a good amount and i think you might have the record for quarterbacks taking the first two rounds there there, there could be about seven going the first two rounds which has happened in a very long time and you take a look at day two there's a lot of good players on day two regardless of who's taken so you guys got like Kadarius Toney, Creed Humphrey, Gregory Rousseau. Um, both Najee Harris. Corners. So, uh, yeah, Na- Najee Harris, too. Uh, you know, Javante Williams. So so there's a lot of good talent um, at the start of round two. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty good class overall.
0: And what's really interesting is Gregory Rousseau, a guy that was projected a top five pick, he was usurped by Jalen Phillips a guy that people were not sold on coming into this year, okay. wondering if he could still recapture his magic, his old magic at UCLA, and as a high school prospect. And he went from being a projected top five pick to not being in our first round. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where, where his fall is, too, because I think there is potential for him to slide out of the first round. Uh, I, know, I know he's at his agent, um uh, uh, Drew Drew Rosenhaus, who gets a lot of the a lot of the Miami players being from there. Um, he said there are several teams that said if he's on the board, he's going to be their pick. But uh, we will see. That's going to be an interesting one. Is where Gregory Rousseau ultimately goes.
0: Kenny, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it.
1: Good stuff, man. It's always fun to do this mock draft here right before draft time.
0: And once again, I want to thank Kenny Sim for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 284th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.
1: Come on.